Howdy. Welcome to the Bloody Bizarre <laughs> Podcast. I'm Sarah. I'm Emma. Um, this is take two of our introduction because yeah. the last one was so chaotic that Becky said she couldn't edit it and we had to do another one. <laughs> we also had to remove a plant because there was a cricket in the background. Yeah, I have a, um, a cricket infestation in my house at the moment, which is where we're, we're recording. I have a mouse infestation in mine. Yeah, we're gross. <laughs> We're dirty and disgusting. and <laughs> I think crickets are better than m- m- mice. Though. Absolutely. Yeah. You're not going to get salmonella from mice. From crickets, yeah. Um, anyway. We're uh, also a couple of drinks deep. Yeah. I think that needs to be said. Um, I think it's probably obvious. <laughs> <laughs> um, so welcome to episode five. Episode five, yes. We've made it this far. We're still doing it. We're still enjoying it. We don't have any listeners. Well, we have listeners, actually. We've, what, somebody yep. from Belgium listened? Yeah, they might not be with us still. <laughs> they might have just done a quick dip in and gone, this is one not and for done. Me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is absolutely not what I was looking for. Um, somebody from America? Somebody from America, a few people from Australia. They didn't start following us on Instagram, so um I'm assuming they they they, they didn't continue, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, fair enough. Fair enough. I've seen what I needed to see. <laughs> uh, look, we get it. Yeah. Um, a lot has happened since we last recorded. Uh, I mentioned this in the last intro, but Emma's been to Tasmania not once, but twice. Mm-hmm. I caught COVID. Love the place. Yep. Can't get enough of it. Tasmania, amazing. Some great stories from Tassie too, which we will cover in subsequent episodes. Hell yeah. Um, yeah. Sarah I Sarah got COVID. I got COVID. My whole family got COVID. That was super fun. Um, By her whole family, she means her husband and her daughter. I still have not got COVID, nor has Rebecca. Yeah. yeah. Very smug about it. Very, very smug about it. Yeah. Well, I'll tell anyone that'll listen. Yeah. Well, it's not going to be for much longer, I'm telling you, because no, we'll I, I was smug too. We'll see. Well, listeners, keep, keep listening in and see when I get COVID. Have a little timer going. Yeah. Uh, and Rebecca has decided to leave Australia and start a new life in the UK. Not even joking. <laughs> in London. <laughs> All subsequent episodes, she's going to be Zooming in or Teamsing in. Yeah. So, all right. Um, do we have any other things we need to discuss? I think you should do the uh, listen and subscribe. Oh, like, you know. Uh, oh, I need to whatever, find it. You know. I need to I, find the spiel. My phone's Just, not- Beck, tell us what we need to say. Um, follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Instagram. On Facebook and Twitter. And we also have a website. And we also have a website. And uh, it's bloodybazaar.com. And all the other things are just bloody bizarre. Am I wrong? Yeah. The way you said that, it because they won't be able to hear Becky, it's going to sound like you have like a gun to your head and like somebody's making you read a script. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's definitely not that. We also have new microphones, so Ooh, hopefully yeah. uh, the sound quality is improved. And we did mention this in our last intro that has gone to the cutting room floor, um, that the last two episodes might have been particularly bad sound quality because we recorded it at my house. We usually record at Emma's house. My house is a very old house built in the 60s, wooden floors, high ceilings, very echoey. Um, not great for recording a podcast, but we're back at Emma's house now. So I think it'll be better you quality. Know what? Also we're at my house. Uh, there's currently a, a log burning fire going. I think you might be able to hear Can that hear in the, the background. Yeah. I'm just, I just had the, um, that's the nice. Yeah. It's not bad. Yeah. Um, this is now, sure you can hear now it, yeah. it's an ASMR podcast. If you can hear podcast. it, that's great. I don't, I don't know if you will be able to hear it in the final cut, but, um, I can hear it when I put the earphones in. 
Lovely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, hopefully the sound quality is improved because I know that that is something that I that puts me off listening to. Yeah. So I've recommended Red Handed to so many people because yeah. obviously it's the best. Mm. And that's, you were saying, that's why you got these microphones. These mics, yeah. These are Yeti, Blue Yeti mics. Yeah. But I've, I've recommended that podcast to heaps of people. And a few people have like started listening and been like, oh my God, the sound quality is so bad. And yeah. I've had to be like, stick with it. It's bad for like a few episodes. And then, it, you know, it's fine after that. It's yeah. all good. Yeah. But like... Like, I don't really care that much, but for some people I know, like, that's yeah. a real thing. So I can imagine that maybe, like, I don't know, because I, I told you I listened to our first couple and I didn't think the sound quality was that bad. Yeah, but I can't I, listen to our podcast. I haven't listened to any of ours. I I can't listen to myself. It's really not that bad. It's not as cringy as you think it would be. Well, that's coming from you. What is that supposed to mean? You're like, no, we're great. <laughs> <laughs> I sound so beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) We're so funny. and uh, I just have a really calming voice. (laughs) Um, Is there anything else up the top that we need to chat about before you start telling your spooky story? Becco, you got anything? Also, it's not a spooky story. No, it's an interesting story. I know what you're going to talk about this week because we almost recorded it the other week. All right, I'm going to jump in then. All right. This week I'm talking to you about deja vu. Love it. It was going to be something else, but I changed it um, and I, I pivoted to, to this. What was it going to be? It was going to be on um, those people that think they have like threads under their skin. What? What's that called, Beck? Yeah, it's some disease. Um, what? And then like sometimes, yeah, they, they've like done microscope. It, it, look, it's not the story I'm doing. Um, so mm-hmm. get it out of your brain. Okay. Forget about it. All right. Pretend it doesn't exist. Yeah. Talking today about deja vu, I got... Uh, information from HowStuffWorks.com, from a journal article from um, Psychological Bulletin by A.S. Brown titled A Review of the Deja Vu Experience, um, obviously from Wikipedia. Of course. Wikipedia from a article by Cleary and Claxton um, titled Deja Vu, An Illusion of Prediction, and that was in the journal Psychological Science. So I went to some journal articles for this one. Yeah, it nice. does get a little. It does get a little um, clinical, right? But um, just uh, I'll try and keep you with me. Should we share our credentials that we both have psychology degrees? If you feel the need to tell everyone that you have a degree, I am so smart. I have two. <laughs> Um, just purely for the purpose of like, if we're discussing something that is going to be like, I mean, I never learned about deja vu in psychology, but it seems like a lot of your sources are Mm. psychological things. Yep. Yeah. Well, fine. Tell everyone we have, uh, we have degrees in psychology. Is that... (laughs) (laughs) Everyone's so proud. Yeah. You want a round of applause? (laughs) All right. So... Let's get started. So Google Translate told me that the term deja vu translates to already seen in, can you guess? A dream. Oh my God, in French. (laughs) (laughs) We are not on the same page. The expression sensation de deja vu, which is sensation of deja vu. Beautiful pronunciation. Thank you. Uh, was coined in 1876 by the French philosopher Emile Boirac, or Brass, or Boirac, or you know, any other number of 
um, pronunciation. Nobody from France is listening to us yet. So Belgium is very close to France. Oh, it is. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's only one listener from Belgium. And as we've discussed, they're not with us anymore. I don't <laughs> think they're listening anymore. So in his book, La Avenue des Sciences Physiques. Oh, that's pretty good. Amazing. He, he used this term deja vu in that book. So that, that's kind of from what I could glean. He the, coined it. The first uh, instance of this phrase. When was that? 1876. Again, I can't even fathom that in my head. The, eight, the 1800, that wasn't a long time ago, really. Do you know anyone from 1876? Well, obviously they're dead, but. So. I have heaps of friends from the 1800s, <laughs> so. So I'm sure I don't need to explain what deja vu is, but just for completeness, I will. Deja vu is the phenomenon whereby one feels as if they've already experienced what they're experiencing in that moment. Uh, it's an overwhelming familiarity with something that they shouldn't be necessarily familiar with. So, for example, you might be at dinner with friends talking about um, a current event and suddenly you feel as if you've already, already experienced this thing. Same friends, same place, same topic. Yeah. Um, it's always the most <laughs> random moments. Like, they're so, they're so inconsequential. And then you all of a sudden are like, oh, my God, I'm getting deja vu. And then you go to people, oh, oh my God, I'm getting deja vu. And they go, okay. They're like, cool. Can we continue our conversation now? So some people do ascribe this um, a paranormal explanation. Mm -hmm. They believe it's a proof of a past life or an alternate reality or even some sort of um, clairvoyant thing. Yeah, I used to think that. I used to think that it was like something that i uh, that's so raven style look into the future yeah exactly <laughs> lord and savior raven simone simone um yeah i used to think that it was like i had had a dream where i'd like seen that moment before or mm. something mm. it's not uh <laughs> i'm not gonna be i'm not gonna be spending much time on the uh paranormal do you cover like um like the parallel universe theory no we can talk about it later, but um, I don't cover it because I don't believe it. And from what I could find, there's pr- pretty good explanations that are based in science. Really? Yep. Continue. All right. <clears throat> so there are two types of recognized deja vu. Pathological deja vu, which is usually associated with epilepsy or um, that which when unusually prolonged or frequent or associated with other symptoms like hallucinations may be an indicator of uh, a neurological or psychiatric illness, right? That's not what we're going to be covering. We're going to be talking about non-pathological deja vu, which is characteristic of healthy people. Okay. So we're focusing on non-pathological deja vu, not going to be covering pathological deja vu. Because because deja vu, that is something that everyone experiences, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So according to a general article in Psychological Bulletin, which I mentioned, about two-thirds of the population have experienced deja vu. So not everyone. No. Interesting. Yeah. So there's a third of people out there who, when you start talking about deja vu, they're like, like, what the fuck? Who who is she? Couldn't be me. Yeah. the hell? And interestingly, and I think sadly, younger people are more likely to experience deja vu with those between 15 to 25 showing high incidence. And it does drop off as you get older. That is kind of sad. Yeah. yeah. It's like your brain's like less interesting. Or like your 
I take it as like your imagination is kind of dying off. Yeah, like, it's like, uh-uh, it can't be bothered. Actually, if I think about the strongest deja vu I had, it was when I was a teenager. So high incidents of deja vu are also attributed to people who watch more films and people who travel more. Hmm. Yeah. There's also a higher occurrence of deja vu in those under pressure or going through stressful times. Ooh, that's interesting. Very interesting. Don't know why. Do they have any theories? So there's, I'm going to go through some theories. Okay. But theories as to why it affects people at these times. Um, I think based on, based on what we're going to talk about, you'll kind of be able to guess what it is. So like, I I suppose if you're, if you're under a particularly stressful period of time, your memory is less likely to be, um, working as it should. Right. Yep. Yep. Uh, so there's been a number of studies that have looked into whether this phenomenon is linked to, uh, disorders like anxiety, um, DID, so dissociative identity disorder and, uh, schizophrenia, but there's been no link established. Okay. Yep. Certain drugs, which have been shown to bring on sensations of deja vu. And, um, this, I'm going to read you a section here. That's almost completely copy and pasted because it's pretty technical. So you're going to have to just stay with me through this. Where from? I don't know. I can tell you the people that that reported it. So, time, time, and and Yaskalainen again, beautiful pronunciation. Thank you. Reported in two thousand and one the case of an otherwise healthy male who started experiencing intense and recurrent sensations of deja vu upon taking the drugs amantadine and phenylpropanolamine. Together um, to relieve flu symptoms. He found the experience so interesting that he completed the full course of his treatment and reported it to the psychologist to write up as a case study. This is like when you did that study and you had those dreams and then you reported it and they were like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like, I still feel, I, that still keeps me up at night. Because, tell the people what happened. So um, when I was doing my, when me and Emma were both doing a Bachelor of Psychology, part of the course is that you have to, because it's very research heavy. At the uni we went to, it was very research heavy. And part of your grade is that you have to be a participant in other people's studies. And so I was a participant in this one study. And because I left it the last minute as well, there weren't that many studies left. And I had to do this one that was... um, it was pretty intense. Like there's like really easy ones you can do that are more like surveys. Um, But because I'd left it to the last minute, they were all full. So I had to do this one that gave me heaps of points, but it was like full on. So basically um, in this study, they would show different faces on the computer screen and then certain faces that they would show would give you an electric shock, just a little electric shock. And I can't actually remember what the point of this study was, but basically what happened was that night I went home and I had a nightmare about one of the faces that they had shown on the screen that was paired with the electric shock. And so it's I have like really, really, really mild PTSD. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like it wasn't anything. I just woke <laughs> no, up and I was yeah. like, Oh, that's that face that I, they were showing me on the computer screen today. Yeah. And so like, I just like, didn't think anything of it, but I did think it was interesting from a psychological point of view. Yeah. So I emailed the researchers and was like, Hey, this happened. And they emailed back so freaked out being like, we are so sorry. We can offer you <laughs> counseling, blah, blah, blah. And I, it didn't hit me until then that like our university was very, very careful about ethics. And yeah. The, like the ethics board would have been like, 
uh, what happened? Yeah, exactly. Shut it down. Shut it down. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was yeah. scared of. I'm yeah. really scared to this day that like because of that you they had to their whole they had to shut they the study graduate. down. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, likely, I'm sure it didn't. I, I emailed back. You ruined their life. I, I emailed back just based on your stupid brain. I was just like, oh, idiot. this is fun. Hmm. Um, I emailed back straight away and I was like, no, 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 I'm totally fine. I'm totally fine. It's I just thought it was interesting. Ha ha. Lol. Jk. And they're like, all right, she's obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm mentally ill. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I actually am. But like, <laughs> they're like, "Why the fuck did we get her on this?" <laughs> Hopefully, they just deleted my email and they were like, "Okay, let's pretend that one's not in the study." Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, she's out of the bell curve. All right. So basically, this guy had um, this crazy response, and so he was like to the researchers, he was like, "Look, I'm going to keep taking this." And this was in 2001, so I doubt ethics was what it is now. Mm. Um, so because of the dopaminogenic, mm-hmm. dopaminogenic, yep, action of the drugs and previous findings from electrode stimulation of the of the brain, and that was from Bancord, Brunet, Bulgin, Chauvel, and Halgren in '94. Uh, Taminen and Yalskalanen speculate Just that incredible pronunciation <laughs> all the way through this. <laughs> I think you'll find that I'm really good mm-hmm. um, with pronunciations. I think you'll find that I have studied Spanish for um, <laughs> twelve years, <laughs> and all I can in do the is school of Duolingo, <laughs> very prestigious. Gracias. Um, they speculate that déjà vu occurs as a result of this hyperdopaminogenic action in the medial temporal areas of the brain. Okay, right. So I'm assuming that. Dopaminogenic is like a reward. Dopamine response. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So this this medial temporal lobe. This includes the hippocampus, the amygdala, the parahippocampal regions, which are crucial for episodic and spatial memory. Okay. So this is a, this is this is a memory mechanism. Right. But also, like re- the reward center, the like the limbic system is involved. They didn't say that. You're hmm. going off. You're you're coming up with your own theories. Okay. We didn't ask this. (laughs) Okay. So that's what they theorized, okay? So they're they're saying this is, um, you know, there's a hyper reaction in this area of the brain, which can be caused by drugs, which is in this guy's case what happened. Um, And then it, it, you know, stimulates these areas of the brain, which then uh, provides these responses. Mm -hmm. There are some other theories. Yeah, but that's not really a theory of what it is, though. (laughs) How? Like they're just saying it stimulates this part of the brain. Like, well, the, but the drugs do that. Yes, but then the thing about deja vu is you're like, how I have I haven't experienced this moment before. Why does it feel like I've experienced this moment before? So they're saying that it's this is um, this episodic and spatial memory. So let me just let me shut up. Let okay. me run through these theories. <laughs> I'm going to come, I'm going to, I'm going to go over what could be happening in your memory section when deja vu occurs. So that could be what has been triggered by these drugs. Okay. I'm not impressed with your theory so far. Okay, great. Um, so let's run through some possible explanations for deja vu, which I'll be covering three. This feels like I'm presenting now, like in, in a, <laughs> and also I feel really attacked. Can I just say that? Uh, so one is split perception. Uh, one is memory-based and one is dream-based. So I'm going to go through some dream ones. Okay. Lower those eyebrows. 
And no one is saying, no one in any of these theories, no one says that it's only one of these. They could all occur and they could, it could be one at one time. It could be another one at another time. It could be two working together. So let's go through the split perception explanation. Basically, this theory posits that deja vu may occur when a person experiences the current sensory information twice successively. So the first input experience is brief, degraded, occluded, or distracted. So they experience something, but they're not fully paying attention to it, okay? Immediately following that, the second perception may seem familiar because the person unconsciously relates it to that first input that they weren't actually paying attention to. No, it can't be that because there's, it's been times where, like, I remember once sitting in class and, like, I was having a conversation with the person next to me and then it all seemed like deja vu. We were talking about something. I'm not saying that every single deja vu experience is this. Okay, all right. So one possibility behind this mechanism is that the first input experience involves shallow processing, which means that only some superficial superficial physical attributes are extracted from the stimulus, not anything deep. They are then then when they kind of come to in mm. this in the scenario, they've already experienced what they are experiencing. It's like it's like minute like milliseconds after the input, they then are sat like thinking, oh, oh I've, I've experienced this before, but it's because they experienced it milliseconds before. They just weren't really paying attention in the sense of the brain. Sarah's shaking her head. Sarah's not a fan of that one. Not a fan of this theory. Because I've had deja vu that's lasted for like 10 seconds. All right. So everything's going to be related to Sarah, I guess, um, in this episode. <laughs> She's really taken this personally. All right. Let's go into memory-based explanation. Then. Okay. Okay. Maybe you'll like this one a little bit better. Maybe I can get some fucking approval. A lot more info on this one. This seems to be um, a leading theory, I would say. Okay. Within this theory, there are also sub-theories, okay? So the first sub-theory in the memory-based explanation is one called um, implicit memory. Recognition memory allows people to realize the event or place or activity that they are experiencing has been experienced before. When a deja vu event occurs, it could be that this area of memory is triggered by something similar, yet in reality quite novel to the person, so they feel as if they've experienced this whole thing before erroneously. So there's been some research conducted on this theory using hypnosis, which has shown um, kind of correlatory results. So, you know, they've they've decided that yes, this kind of there is a correlation between these two events. So, oh, I don't know if you can hear Becky peeing. Yeah, Becky just got up and went to the toilet and is peeing, and I can hear her. So I'm guessing it's been picked up on the mic. So I'd love if that made it into the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Strong stream recorded for posterity. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, must have had a full bladder. <laughs> Future generations will hear Becky's pee. It's sad. We won't hear Becky pee after next I'm not week. sad about that. We're not going to be able to hear her I'm pee. fine with that. I can live with that. <laughs> Do you remember in the first episode, Becky also had I to go peeing. pee? Yeah, it's like a theme here. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I like this theory a lot more. Yes, this makes so, a lot more sense to me that you've experienced something very similar. Before. Very similar. Just not exactly what it is, but that area of your brain is going, hey, we've experienced this before. Like, this mm. is, are you crazy? Yeah. And you're going, oh, I've experienced this before. This is deja vu. not possible. This yeah. Is, yeah. Um, and there was also a, uh, a more recent study done on this using virtual reality that echoed the results of the previous study. So um, it seems that, that the studies that are being done on this theory are showing that, um, you know, there's at least a correlation. Mm-hmm. All right. 
Yeah, I'm okay with that Madam. one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm more comfortable with that one. That one makes more sense to me, seems more logical. Okay. Well, I'm going to move on to the next one, the next memory-based um, explanation. And remember... Re- this is like the sub-theory of the... Yeah, yep. of the memory-based explanation. But also remember that it could just... It doesn't have to be just one of these. Yeah. Multiple different mechanisms could be at work and it could be at work in different situations. So this one is, is called cryptomnesia. Cryptoamnesia? No, cryptomnesia. Okay. Now, um, I actually wrote a research paper on cryptomnesia in the music psych world when I was doing my dissertation. All right. We all know you've got a psychology degree. I wish you hadn't mentioned it at the start because now it seems like I'm really hammering on it. But <laughs> I did write a, a, a research paper about cryptomnesia. So, um, this is why I mentioned it up top because I think it's relevant information to know that we've both... No one gives a shit. They might do. We could just be reading off a page. Well... As you said, you have read about this before, so. All right, so let me tell you about cryptomnesia. It's um, it's crypt, cryptom, cryptomnesia. Um, Cryptobrose. It's not that. So this is where information is learned, forgotten, but nevertheless stored in the brain. So like nightmares. You might hear a song. I'm just reading my my spelling here. I've spelt here H E R E. But it just it just jumped out to me, and I want to call myself out mm. to shame myself, mm-hmm. yeah, so that I never do it again. So you might hear a song, um, forget that you've heard it, write a song very similar, and then be sued, but swear oh, that like you've a, never heard the song before that yours is based. Um, on. earworm is that what it's called? An earworm is when something gets stuck in your in your head, like a song gets stuck in your head. I was I was talking about Lily Allen's memoir before, but yep. she talks about that. So you know that song, um, Who'd Have Known? Yep. So that song, song, yeah, such a great song. But um, when she played it to her record label, they were like, yeah, it's great, but it already exists. Apparently there's a song called Shine, I think. Right. And so they were like, oh, go off and change it. And she was like, no, 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 we'll still ca- – like, I like it how it is. Um, we'll just give the money to the mm. Shine people. Like, she didn't yep. care about the money. She was like, yeah. no, I like it how it is. Yeah. But um, similar. Lily Allen's such a badass. Did you see her recently with um, Olivia Rodrigo at her concert? No. And they played Fuck You. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. After the Roe v. Wade thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that was really I cool. I love her. Yeah. You should read her memoir. It's actually really interesting. Okay. Give it to me. Okay. You can borrow it. I'll take it. I'll take you it. You can't have it. Uh, so I actually also do experience this because, um, as you know, I try to write songs sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think everyone should know that I play guitar. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I've been playing guitar for about 10, 11 years now, and it still has not taken in any real way. It's the same as my Spanish. It's like I I learn things like very... (laughs) No, it's not the same as your Spanish because you actually can play guitar. (laughs) What do you you mean then? (laughs) You actually have some proficiency in playing the guitar. (laughs) Uh, Let's go to a bar and see if I have proficiency in Spanish. I will order us beers. Uh, La cerveza por favor. I mean, almost right, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure if I said that in a bar, they would be like, a They'd be like, you want cerveza? Okay, yeah. And I'd go, oui. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, like, remember when I tried to write a song and I ended up writing Billie Eilish? Um, yes. Yeah, like one of her smash hits. Yeah, um, and I was like, that is so good. And I was and like, I know. <laughs> and then I just played it at a different tempo and I was like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So there's been a suggestion that something similar to the event uh, presently been experienced has been stored, but consciously there's no recall for that. So then when something similar happens, you feel as if you experienced that before because you have experienced something similar, mm. um, just consciously you can't recall it. Yeah. 
this one also makes a lot of sense to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, it does. It's, and it's all this kind of it's it's all memory based. Mm. These this theory, so um, which makes sense because if you think about what deja vu is, it's like you're remembering. Yeah, like it yeah. feels like you're remembering you're going, the. Exact... You're going, I remember. I, re- I know what's going to happen next. I remember yeah. what's going to happen next. It's like you're remembering in real time. Yeah. All right, so that's cryptomnesia. Mm-hmm. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. I, I don't think I've ever, like, actually looked up how it's pronounced. I just have done a lot How else would it be pronounced? Cryptomnesia. Cryptomnesia. Cryptom... No. Crap, craps. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to move on to the last memory-based theory now. This is um, this comes from Robert Efron of Boston's Veterans Hospital. This theory is the dual neurological processing theory. So he proposed that deja vu is caused by dual neurological processing caused by delayed signals. Okay, so Efron found that the brain's sorting of incoming signals is done in the temporal lobe of the brain's left hemisphere. But signals enter the temporal lobe twice before processing, once from each hemisphere of the brain. Okay? Yeah. This is what I'm talking about when I say it gets quite technical. Yeah. Um, So you... The signal comes into the brain twice from from either hemisphere. Yeah, what do you want to say? Can you hear Cliffy snoring? Uh, I'm sure the people can. Cliffy. I can hear it from over here. I don't don't wake him up, poor oh, little boy. I, I just have to say his name, and he stops um, because he he snores in bed too. So this the the signals come into the brain. You know, they they come in twice before processing from each hemisphere. Normally, with a slight delay of milliseconds between them. Okay. Oh really? So yep. you're like something your left brain can pick something up a millisecond later your or right brain. Or vice versa. Yeah. Um so Efron proposed that if the two signals were occasionally not synchronized properly, then they would be processed as two separate experiences with the second seeming like a reliving of the first. Interesting. Now, that's all I have on that one. I don't know why I didn't look into it further, but that's all I have on that um theory. I think maybe he's the only one that's done any kind of any research on it i like that theory too it it doesn't it doesn't seem like outlandish no um also the brain is so dumb like the brain is so incredibly smart and complex but it's also so dumb and it also it would explain like the feeling of it like Mm. the way it feels like it is simultaneously happening right now but like as you're experiencing it it's like you're immediately feeling that like yeah it is like a yeah it is a kind of like it's almost as if exactly at that moment you can remember it but you can only remember it as it happens as it's stepping out Yeah, yeah like it's very difficult when i think about deja vu I can't really think of a time when I've been able to like ahead of time be like, this person's going to say this. It's more that just as soon as they say it, I'm like, yes, that's what they said. That's what happened. Yeah. And, but do you almost like when you have deja vu, you almost like, I can almost guess what's going to happen next. Yes. It's like, you feel like you know. You're on the precipice of saying this person's going to say this thing, but then they say it and you're like, yes. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. But because it's all happening in real time so quickly, it's... it's you don't have the, the time to... Yeah. Yeah. And, and because you don't actually know what's going to happen next. Yeah. 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 Um, Interesting. I like the memory Am I winning ones. you over? Yeah. Yeah. That first theory, you had right. me... I wasn't on Shut board. Shut the bet on that one. Yeah. 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 Okay. But I'm back on board. All right. I'm going to lose you again. I'm going to go to dream-based explanations. Okay. Although I think that you'd be... This is right up your alley. Yeah. Because you're a bit of a mystic. A bit kooky. Yeah, a bit kooky. 
So this is exactly what it sounds like. Very basically, people experience something in their dreams and experience something very, very similar in reality. And therefore, they feel as if they have experienced this. This before. has been this has been my theory up until you know. now. Well, yeah. Now, now I guess the middle one sounds more scientific, but this has been my theory. So uh, there are some experts that suggest that memory is a process of reconstruction rather than recollection of fixed established events. This one is also a scientific explanation. I'm just going to tell you that right now. It's not anything kooky. Um, so. This reconstruction comes from stored components involving elaborations, distortions, and omissions, and therefore each successive recall of an event is actually just a recall of the last reconstruction that you've made in your brain of that event, which is sad. Mm. Every time that you remember something, it is getting very, very slightly distorted. And so then then when you recall that again, you're recalling that reconstruction rather than the actual event. Yeah. Yeah. So in this theory, it's posited that perhaps when we feel as if we've experienced something before, it's rather just the recollection of the reconstruction that we've superglued together. Mm -hmm. There was a piece of research I found by uh, Anne Cleary and Alexander Claxton called Deja Vu, An Illusion of Prediction. And this is kind of funny, I thought. Um, They had participants predict the turn on navigational paths that resembled a previous experience that was unrecalled. How they did this, I'm not 100% sure because I had to buy the article to read it all and I'm not made of money. And I didn't buy it. This is a theme this is, with you. Yeah, this is, you know, this is the West Australian all over again. Yeah. Uh, I said, I have to buy it. Uh, I'll glean what I can from the abstract. Thank you. Thanks, but no thanks. Yeah. Um, but they found that while Deja Vu wasn't actually leading to an above chance guess of correct turn they found that um, the feeling in the participants that they knew the correct answer was increased. So they, okay. they were sure they knew which way was the right way to go because they had this deja vu experience, but uh, it was not accurate. So I like this piece of research because it, it kind of like dunks on that premonition mm. theory of deja vu. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was funny. <laughs> yeah, I th- I feel like it'd be very, very difficult to study deja vu because it's a thing that happens so randomly. Like it's not. Yes, it's very difficult how to, do to you recreate. Yeah, deja vu. Also, I know in a few of them they they did um, what's that thing where you hypnosis? Hypnosis. They did hypnosis in a few in a few of the studies I was looking at, and they were able to induce deja vu through yeah. hypnosis. Yeah. But I think it, it would be really difficult to recreate in any kind of um, accurate sense. Yeah, because yeah. deja vu is one of those things. Like, I can't remember the last time I had deja vu, but it'll be mm. a random moment. I'll be, like, sitting yeah. talking to somebody, suddenly get deja vu for five seconds and then go back to normal, and it won't happen for another eight months or something. Yeah, in one article that I was reading, it was like someone would have to live for 20 years inside an MRI machine. Exactly. To, um, to capture this on yeah. Clifford. He's, he's, he's unsettled. No, he's sat down now. He's looking at you. In a nutshell, those are the kind of those are the the main theories that are existing at the moment for deja vu. Mm-hmm. What did you want to talk about? Premonitions, no. clairvoyancy. No. <laughs> Do you want to go back up and see what I had mentioned? I think my thought was the dream thing. Okay. Well, yeah. So I mean, essentially, the, the dream thing is also just a memory one. So they're saying that you have experienced something similar but not 
entirely what you're experiencing currently. And then you've had a dream dream about it. It, it, Well, you've experienced this thing in the dream and then you're experiencing something in the real world that is kind of similar to what you've had in your dream, but not identical. But you're going, well, based on this recollection of the memory that I've pieced together, I've experienced this before. Yeah, like my, I think my thought was you've like had a dream about this moment very very similar but it, it was a you don't remember the dream because it was nothing of like it was of no yeah. consequence it yeah. wasn't a crazy dream or anything you just dream and also like often you don't remember your dreams yeah and then that's what you're recalling yep could could very well be the only thing that i think uh, about that that theory is that it is that kind of immediate feeling that you've got that mm. like this is happening as you know, so I, yes. th- I feel like it's more a processing error yeah. than it is a recollection. If I had to pick one, it yeah. would be that one, the, yeah. um, that it's coming in left brain, right brain, like oh, milliseconds. Oh, right. you like that one, do you? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. do. I really like that. I think my favorite one is, um, I think it's that, that kind of theory where you've experienced something kind of similar, but not exactly what it is. And then um, your brain is just stitching it together and going, no, you've, you've you've experienced this before is that that's the leading theory you said hey um it's the one that had the most research done that i could find but i think it's definitely to do with memory it's definitely an error in memory from what i could find from what i've read and like what it seemed like most of the research was done seems like everyone's kind of going down this memory path with deja vu yeah um but obviously it is so difficult to research were there any uh kooky theories i didn't read any I should have. I should always, I guess, include that just for your benefit. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I did also want to mention Jamevu. <laughs> In French, Jamevu means never seen. Okay. Jamevu. Um, yep, Jamevu. So this is any familiar situation that is not recognized by the observer. Okay, so this is often described as the opposite of deja vu. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, jamais vu involves a sense of eeriness and, like, the observer's impression of seeing the situation for the first time despite rationally knowing that they have been in the situation before. So I kind of – I get that sometimes where you're kind of, like, out of body and you're like, oh, what the, what the fuck? Um, yes, I have experienced a similar feeling when I've had panic attacks before. Okay. <laughs> have well, you ever had a panic attack where – Yes, where you, like, completely disassociate and, like... <laughs> Jamais vu is more commonly explained as when a person momentarily does not recognise a word, person, or place that they already know. So this is not an out-of-body, disassociative okay. experience. This is this like is... you look at a um, so, a, so a bottle of water and you're this like... Is, this is where you say a word a bunch of times and it start, stops down like a word. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, but it also sometimes is associated with certain types of aphasia, amnesia, and epilepsy, but not um, always. Uh, and there was a, um, a piece of research done, which I, again, liked because it was funny. Chris Mullin of the University of Leeds asked 95 volunteers to write the word door 30 times in 60 seconds. 68% of the subjects reported symptoms of jamais vu, with some beginning to doubt the door was a real word. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is so funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's jamais vu. Is that the word that's used in English as well? Like, do we use the French word too? Well, have you ever heard of jamais vu? No. No, I haven't either, so I doubt it. But, like, it, I can't think. Like, if I was trying oh, well, to yeah, okay. yeah, I guess explain so then, yeah. that. I don't think there's any English word to yeah, explain Yeah, do we it, have so a word for it? Start using it. 
Jean-Mavu. Start throwing it around. We don't even know if that's correct pronunciation again. <laughs> I think we're pretty sure. Jean-Mavu. Um, so, yeah, really, basically, those are some common modern theories that explain deja vu. And I think it's pretty safe to assume that it's some kind of error in memory, whether that be in encoding or recollection. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and say that I definitely think it's that millisecond one. Yep. Up until now, I thought it was the dream thing. I never thought it was anything like... You thought it was a dream thing? Yeah, like, I, I never thought it was anything paranormal, but I thought that it was like you had had a dream about this moment. Yeah. Yep. And it was just so, such a boring dream that you just never recalled it. Yeah. And then that moment was playing out again. Yeah. I guess that's kind of paranormal. Like, if, because I sort of thought that you were dreaming about the exact moment and yeah, the exact okay. conversation. Right. Before it happened. I mean, which is definitely possible. That's not paranormal to just, to know, you know, um, have dreamed about something that is just, just happens to be also occurring. It, mm. You know, I could probably... It's just like a coincidence. a conversation that you and I would have at some point. Yeah. Um, and so to have a dream about that is not unusual, I wouldn't have thought, or like at all clairvoyant, mm. at all raveny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, look, very interesting. Yeah. I'm going to... Start using the word jamais vu. Jamais vu. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's spelled like jamais vu. Jamais, private school girl. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I looked up the pronunciation, but I, it was also a while ago that I did this research, so I can't fully remember what I read. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there's my error in memory. <laughs> All right, so that's yeah, that's my case done, uh, my story done. Nice. Yeah. Very interesting. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> you won me back. Look, I wasn't a fan to start with, but you won me back. I guess we should wrap it up then. How yep. long have we been talking for? Uh, on the screen, we've got 47 minutes, but okay. that'll be edited down, I'm sure, to... 20. That's that's an all right episode length. What are you doing next week, Sarah? It's going to be gross. What is it? It's going to be so disgusting. What is it? I hate it so much. I wish I'd never picked it. What is it? Richard, <gasps> Richard Chase. Chase. The Richard Vampire Chase. Sacramento. Yeah. So I, yeah. I picked it. Look, let's not say too much about it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that one is fucked up. It's so fucked up. It's so gross. I love that one. I, I've heard the story a few times. Mm. I've never researched it properly. Yeah. It's awful. I know. It's yeah, I'm so awful. I'm looking forward to listening to that one. I don't know how much detail I'm going to give because it's so disgusting. But yeah. we'll, we'll see. We'll see how I feel next week when yeah. <laughs> we record. Yeah, yeah. Um, Next week, Becky will be Zooming or Teamsing in. She won't be here in person. All right. Um, shall we wrap it up? Yeah. Uh, like, subscribe, follow, whatever, on what? Um, well, please follow us on Instagram. I'm really um, self-conscious about our Instagram following now because I'm the only one that's fo- – you two aren't even following. Yeah, well, I don't want my friends to know. Yeah, you're not. <laughs> Sarah's talking to Becky. Yeah, why are you not? Um, you don't want it to be I don't want it to come up in my friends suggested. like suggested yeah. yeah well as I said um, Meg started following so it obviously yeah. got suggested to her yeah I know uh, that's exactly what I'm trying to avoid but I, look I'll, I'll I guess I'll throw as a bone <laughs> yeah somebody needs because for a long time it had one follower and it was you it was me yeah it's really embarrassing yeah 
I guess I wanted to avoid that. Exactly. Yeah. So now that other people are following, I can jump on board. Well, the other people as in Megan. Yeah. Thank you, Megan. If you're Thanks, listening. Megan. <laughs> we love you. But um, yeah, if anybody who is listening could please follow our Instagram, make it look a little bit less just, pathetic. No, just keep listening. You don't have to follow the Instagram. That's not the... Follow the Instagram. Stop listening to the podcast. That's, that's <laughs> fine. <laughs> Uh, all right well yeah tune in next week um if you want to if you want to sit it out like it's actually fine because i wish i could same tune in next week when we're covering richard chase what bye bye